we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what you bugging as Jeff, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Got spaghetti in here. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. <laughs> Eating crackers. How about corned beef, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. Um, Go back in. Mike. Well, I'm doing an exam. I need to know what it's a bit. What are you doing? It's not done. We're trying to do that. My pastry chef left, and I don't want to run a menu, which is gone. You're freaking hilarious. So you're just sitting here again, taking the menu, which is not. Oh, the boys will be shitting themselves. I, mean, I, oh, I haven't even started. <laughs> <laughs> They, but they're used to it, so it'll be alright. <laughs> Where's Ben? He's gone. I'm recording you. Cool. Oh, hello. Welcome to Cheesy, Ben. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Cheesy. No it's an app name. It is. With, with five E's. <laughs> Couldn't we Cheesy. get just double... I've never asked why. Why do we have five E's? Oh, no, just because it stands out a bit more. Couldn't just get two? Uh, yeah, we so. probably could have. I, I don't think I could get Cheesy on Twitter. There was some reason for it originally. We should have, no, we're, 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 we're streaming today from Scrumptious Reads with Julie and Ben from Gerard's. Yeah. So, and we've got to talk to you before you leave because you're meant to be changing the dirt menu. I am. And you, you've pulled me out at a crucial moment, but that's all right. Well, that's you're just, not in uh, any bloody hurry. That's to it. No, not really. I'm always down for a conversation with you as well. For a guy under pressure, you look very relaxed. Yeah, I feel relaxed. It's good. But have you the rest of the kitchen will be falling apart, but I'll be fine. Have you tested the recipes? Uh, yes. Well, we're testing them. We're testing them today. This is it. We well, like we're testing to... them now for tonight. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck it, hilarious. We like to fly by the seat of our pants, you know. I think we. Well, I think I've, I've made a career of it. So what? <laughs> so, so what happens if the test doesn't go well? Uh, I don't know, we throw something else together, together and make it work, so we'll just keep tweaking it. Like this other so. fucking ridiculous dessert I had the other day. I went to a restaurant at the old um, Inchcombe Hotel, Thompson's. Mm. Yeah, Thompson's Reserve, yeah. Thompson's Reserve. I've never heard of it. Have you yeah. heard of it? Yeah. Anyway. I haven't know? been there. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets the dessert. And seriously, it, that's what looked like it happened. They started to do something and I thought, oh, fuck it, we've run out of ingredients. It was like three bits of lemon curd on a plate covered with whipped egg white wow. and sprinkled with um, green sugar. No, I don't know what the green was because there was no flavouring in it. It was just like just green Just raw sugar. whipped egg white? Raw whipped egg white, piped okay. over. Like, they're meant to look like clouds or something over the... What's the most ridiculous dessert you've ever seen in your life? So it's basically a deconstructed lemon meringue. Yeah, but it was pretty. Like things you should not shit. deconstruct. <laughs> shit lemon meringue, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, that's all right. What are you doing? Nothing. I was, like I said, changing the menu on a whim and. On a whim? Yeah. Oh, is that a whim? You don't even plan that shit. You no, we decided yesterday. Like the, like the whole menu? Or just the Yeah, dessert? my dessert menu. So. Oh, okay. Just five, five dishes. No, well, I had a pastry chef and she, she wrote the menus and she left. So it was her last day the other day. So we ran her menu down and we're changing it because I don't believe in keeping other people's intellectual property going when they're gone. Yeah. Good point. So who who? So who <laughs> I, hope, I hope it's good. <laughs> so don't get the guy that's about to leave to do it. Yeah, no, no, no. So who's writing the who's writing the recipes while you're not there, or did you just write them in there? No, sushi chef's in there. He's he's plugging it out. Okay. He's um he'll be crucified, not me. But the following is good. I have to say, one of my not listening, Rich. Are you, doing, are you doing deconstructed anything? No, we're not. No, there's no deconstruction. Fucking over deconstructed stuff. Yeah, I think it's just another one of those terms it that it you just scary? throw around because you think it makes it sound like you know what you're talking about. I just think it makes it sound like you ran out of time and you just chucked all the elements on yeah. the plate. <laughs> like I'm more for changing something. Like if you've got something that's iconic and you, I don't know, changing it, making it into something else, but just call it for what it is. Don't 
Like lemon meringue pie. Yeah. <laughs> lemon meringue pie should be lemon meringue pie. Like it's pretty good on its well, own. It's I don't think it's a need yeah. to change it. No, I don't either. Love lemon meringue pie. Like little, you know, sandwiches and they bring out all the bits and you make your own sandwich. Build your own, yeah. Yeah. That was like back in the but that was a, that was a thing for a while, wasn't it? You're all you're both probably too young in the nineties. But they used to have this on, well, mid nineties? Ridiculous thing where you go out and cook your own steak. Really? really? Sorry. When I stay at home if I want to cook my own steak. It's so stupid. It was like a trendy thing. All the all the pubs did this come in and cook your own steak. Really? Yes. So you're gonna give it to someone that probably doesn't know as much as the the people in the kitchen. We'll charge as much as we normally charge as well, but we'll have our own way. But you did allow. That sounds like a great idea. There's there's a Me show too. we a British show we watched um which I've been trying to get Sal to watch called Whites. Yeah, and you always assume that you know shows are over exaggerated, but you're you're the, you're exactly like what's well, the chef sitting there having a wine while the sous chef freaks out, <laughs> freaks out, going, what's going on? I've got a new menu and the chef's not here. I'm doing all the work. This is a regular occurrence. Like, <laughs> I reckon if you had another microphone in the kitchen right now, it'd be a vastly different scenario. Where the, where the fuck is Ben? <laughs> the thing is, they're used to it. They probably wouldn't be going yeah. where is he. It'd be more a question of when's he coming back. Mm. Yeah, do you think he's coming back? <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran uh, a couple of live music venues, and the guy that was the manager before me, because I, I worked under him, we would ring him once, <coughs> and if he didn't answer, just go and make the decision yourself. Yeah. If you can get him once, you ain't going to get him. So. What's that? Is that something feedback. going... Yeah, I'm getting a bit of feedback somewhere. Don't, don't know where... No. So then, what do you do for Christmas? Not cooking. No, I'm going back. Well, every two, I grew up in Perth. So every two years, I go back to Perth. Um, oh, so this is a Perth Christmas. Yeah, this is Perth Christmas. Oh, so awesome. we're two older sisters, and well, they both used to move away. We kind of all, when we grew up, we all left Perth when we were about eighteen, nineteen. It's so Perth. <laughs> but most people go back, and I, I didn't go back. Well, I did. I went back for a year yes. after I was in the Middle East, yes. but then I, I didn't love it. So. Then I hit Brisbane, and I quite like it here, so I'm quite happy to stay for now. But Perth, it's, um, Perth to Brisbane's not like going around the corner. No, well, Perth, it has the frustrating thing about going back. It's, it's like an international flight. Mm. It's pretty, it's yeah. pretty diabolical, and you know, normally you go back to the corner saying you need a crap plane because it's Perth. So. Yeah, no entertainment. Really. Yeah, you're always learning about those planes, right? Because I don't like flying that much. Yeah, even though I fly a lot. Yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> how does that work? You fly like I just all drink the time. Long haul Valium, <laughs> short haul gin for breakfast. Yeah, Valium's drink. good for flights. Valium's yeah. awesome. It's only like six hours. It's like beautiful. Yeah. One or two, depending on where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when do you got to get off and get back on? Yes. But um, planes going to Perth always drop out of the sky. Do they? Oh, you know, when I say drop out of the sky. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Who's altitude? Who's like, altitude? Is this like some conspiracy theory that you're on that I've never heard about? I feel like I've just been jinxed. Yeah. Lucky my life insurance is up to date. Uh, oh. When do you go back? <laughs> yeah. I was I expecting to drive. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> It's the UFOs. They know about the UFOs. They, oh. they knock the planes out of the sky. So what do you, they go to lower altitude? Where do you hear I that? I they're always like, you're always reading, oh, a Qantas plane drops suddenly. <laughs> 5,000 Hey, not oh, all the time, but I've read it a few times. Why don't I actually Generally coming it? in from Singapore or something. Yeah. Like, like big, they drop, big, yeah. like they just do a big drop. They don't crash or well, no, it's true. So, but well, actually, funnily out. enough, it well, must be the air currents or something. Yeah. Well, when I used to, I used to work for Gulf Air, so I used to fly on the planes. Yeah. I did it for five years. What were you doing? Were you like a? Well, it's kind of like in, they call it in-flight chef, but it's like you know, it's not really chef. <laughs> it's kind of it's a bit Taking of a plastic and, off. Well, you kind of you do you design a few things on the on the ground and put some menus together and everything gets done on the ground and then you get like a kit and so you get a menu that you can present to first class customers and then you like tailor it around what they want and the rest of it. It's more like they can kind of eat whenever they want to eat and you can make it a little bit nicer than most people could. Yeah. Nice and and recommend wines and poor wine and all that sort of thing. But good, good paying thing. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, it paid really well. It was all tax-free dollars and you know, put up in a put up put up in an apartment block that was owned by the company and it was 
we're all in flight shares in the block and ours there's and it was just a big bloody party it's pretty much oh, yeah. it's called Fantasy Island yeah, <laughs> right. once you're in you just don't get out you know you can, you can never rejoin society it's like a little bubble <laughs> yeah. Yeah. how'd you get out? well I only when I first went I said I'd do it for two to three years and then I'd go but I ended up doing it for um, what's that Jules? that's terrible <laughs> that's <laughs> They made a biscuit into me with curly hair and a beard. The likeness is actually uncanny. It is uncanny. I don't know how I feel about eating myself. I don't think it'd be very tasty. <laughs> cannibalization? <laughs> yeah. Oh no, it's not really cannibalization because it's yourself, is it? It probably tastes boozy. <laughs> so how'd you get out? Well, no, I said two, three, I was staying for five. But the last year I was there, I hated it the whole year. I felt like an alien living in Bahrain in the country. It was horrible. I say it was still about saving because I just pretty much pissed my money on yeah. around the world. <laughs> the the four last years year, you thought I'd better go something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did pretty well. I saved about fifteen grand last year. I think, but. Yeah, my stepbrother does or did do a fair bit of fly in, fly out, and you know, same thing. Like he basically saved all his money because they used to save, and then they'd go, they bought a boat and went up the east coast for twelve months. You know, they do stuff like that all the time. And um, but he's like, yeah, most guys get there and then go to Perth, blow their money, yeah. come back, make lots of money, go and blow it. So, yeah, it's a funny thing. Yeah, but we get, coming back to what we were saying in the first place, with the air, it was air pockets. So you get like these pockets of air, and it's mainly in between India and Singapore that we yeah. used to get them on the Singapore flights and going into Bangkok because for, that was from the Gulf states. So, far yeah, right. so it was coming through from there. The London flights would be the same, but it, it happens a lot. They just hit like a pocket of air with a certainly hotter or cold or something. Yeah, and it's, it's just like a different density in the air. Yeah, so the yeah. planes just drop. So they could drop 5,000 feet in a matter of seconds, right? Like just straight down. That would, that would, I but seriously. That'd be, that'd be yeah. good if you're that's holding a chef's take, knife doing yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, no, not good. Yeah. I'd rather just wake up and hear about it. Yeah. Oh, my God. But it's, when I went, there was one, it happened when I first started with the company, and there was a severe one the week before I started, and it was, um, going to Bangkok and it was just after takeoff coming back and so they were doing um, service at the time so they had those you know those big cars so they wheel up and down things that weigh about a ton each so they were going down everything just hit the roof so food people had plates in front of them drinks the carts wow. everything just went straight up the carts hit the roof like that's seriously heavy like for them yeah. to even hit the roof, yeah. like that's a feat yeah. um, but when they came back down they one of the hostesses had with her leg underneath oh, them, and it just it destroyed it. her leg like complete complicated fracture bone sticking out well it's like it didn't come down on someone's head yeah well probably would have killed him right? yeah um, yeah just full on and there were photos of it you know and there was food all over the roof and there was just literally crap everywhere that would not be a fun flight no. to be on no, not not, especially if it's at the start yeah. how many hours like 12 hour flight? Oh no, it's a short flight. It's only about nine hours. Oh. Eight, nine hours. <laughs> nine so hours. relatively short. Nine hours? <laughs> nine, covered in your dinner? Nine hours in a metal tube covered with food and drinks. Oh, they would, I think I think they turned around straight away and went back. Oh, okay. Especially because of the. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> she wouldn't yeah. have been happy. <laughs> <laughs> take, take a couple of Valium and sit down for yeah. nine hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have been good. It would have been probably vomiting, juicing, the way it looked. But, look, she. Um, it just stuck with me, and then every whenever I fly now, I, my seatbelt is done up 100% of the flight. I never take yeah. it off unless I'm, unless I'm getting up to the toilet. I'm paranoid of that stuff. Yeah. And I only go to the toilet once at most because I avoid And then you go really quickly. Yeah. Don't want to be in there with all the crap's coming up. <laughs> 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 Not a good place to be. Oh, lucky it was the start of the flight. Oh, gross. Yeah. Oh, so that's good. So flying back to Perth. Yeah. I hate flying now as well. Flying is doing it. I was comfortable when I was working, but now I just hate being on planes. It's just bloody uncomfortable. Yeah, I hate it. I hate it. I, yeah, I, that's I'm just... You can't take them in now that you've got kids. You've got to bloody keep them. No, well, I just did, I had a trip to Paris and, and Lebanon not long ago, and I just smashed Valium on that flight. I don't know, about 10. <laughs> have, you, have you taken the kids flying much? Yeah, no, not too much, a little bit. It's mainly Perth. When we go back to Perth every couple of years, they yeah. come. But seven and four now, so they're all right now. You just give them an iPad. And stick an iPad in their face. So what will your mum cook for lunch? Will she have to... Oh, she normally goes nuts for mum, and she gets all stressed out about it. And um, we're probably not the best kids in the world, myself and my really? sisters. <laughs> yeah, no, I think we're probably quite difficult. But 
We um, when it leads up to it, she just she has these ideas that everything has to be so perfect, exactly how it is, and we're all pretty fiercely independent, so we kind of do our own thing and yeah. get on with it. And she gets more and more stressed the next time goes on. Poor mum. I hope she's not listening. But... I love your work, mum. If you so, are listening, Sal's <laughs> mum's listens. So my mum listens. Yeah, my yeah. mum yeah. doesn't, and that's a very good thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this Sally character? It could be worse if she listened to the sport one, where my uh, podcast partner likes dropping the C bomb at least oh, twice wow. an episode. Yeah. I don't think yeah. that could go down. Um, oh well, yeah. I'm not sure the open My in-laws do do really very modern Australian sort of Christmas lunch, you know, like prawns and salads and everything cool and yeah. Well, I kind of grew up like that as well. Yeah. Like we that's all right. The, the Christmas yeah, I had that other year was freaking weird though. Fondue. Yeah, fondue. Why would you in Australia? Terrible. I mean, well, it keeps, it it keeps trying to make like a resurgence. You see fondue people having fondue parties. Fondue is not coming Fondue is a pain in the ass. Yeah. Well, the only place you can buy a set is a $2 shop. Yeah. Otherwise, that's saying something. <laughs> yeah. But I, all I crave on Christmas Day is roast potatoes. And I can have roast oh, I do have roast potatoes quite a bit. Well, you're doing them this year, right? Throughout the year, I'm doing them myself. Do you reckon there's like a heavy hand of nostalgia in what you eat in Christmas, though? Like, there really is. It's more Boxing Day for me. I've got to have cold roast meat and cold roast potatoes to have on white bread watching the cricket on Boxing Day. Yeah, well, it's just beers well, and cricket Boxing Day, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Like, but there's something about that sandwich at lunch, that sort of oh. leftover cold roast sandwich. See, so I, I like get, the I breakfast get, the next day with the ham. We always you know, yeah, cook right. up. Have I just get really, if I don't get that sandwich on Boxing Day, I get really antsy. It's weird. Well, I'm antsy about it. So Christmas morning, we always had, we, we had the leg of ham comes out on Christmas morning and we just have some nice sourdough bread or something. And, um, fresh tomatoes and butter. Like it's really mm. simple. Um, smoke salmon occasionally if one feels like it. But if you try to take my ham away from me on Christmas morning, like there's a fucking... You've got to have ham. Day. You've got to have ham. Yeah. Well, Even I'm, if you're I'm, not going to eat it, you've got to get a ham. No. See, I'm the opposite. I eat ham all year round with my job. So, yeah, oh, it's like yeah. nothing real special. So. Well, it, my older sister's a bit nuts, as we were discussing free. Sorry, Kate, if you're listening. <laughs> you're nuts in a good way. But she um, she sent this message out about Christmas that she wanted to boycott ham. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because of the way the pigs are treated in Australia, right? Like all this ethical... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like it's, it's pretty easy to find free-range ham now. It's well, totally. But she's like, no, we should boycott it because the internet's told me so. No, no, you should do the other way. You should be supporting the the free range guys yeah so she got a pretty strongly worded response from her and the, <laughs> the rest of the family went silent on it because they didn't want to provoke an argument and, um, she got the is backhand it, from me is it like um isis and and uh and assad like two sides just facing off waiting for someone to, yeah, yeah. to snap just you can say whatever you want right? like, I'm, de- I'm deficient on whatever you say that i'm deficient in but don't take my fucking hand on christmas morning i'll kill you <laughs> But there's, there's like the biggest free range piggery in Australia in WA. Yeah. The Is ones, that what's it called? I, I can't remember the name of it, but it's the one that supplies Woolworth with, with all their free range hands. Oh. And it's supposed to be pretty good because my mate who does, um, she's got a small. Actually, you should um, oh, hook I up know. with her. Tamwa. Um, oh, in Victoria. Cool. And she said, yeah, look, it's, it's, it's legit free range. It's not one of those pretend free range places which there are a few around so yeah. no look and I, I agree with that you should totally support yeah. I'm all for plus it. they'll have heaps more fat and it'll taste all better yeah totally oh. sounds flavour no, no. what are you going to have now though? I'm going to try the Islay ultimate single malt Scott which I do have to drive home <laughs> I can have two <laughs> because we're at Scrumptious Reads Julia had a whiskey yeah. dinner matching which well, you cooked the food did you not yeah, I think so. I'll tell you what, Julie, if you're trying to convince me to podcast here more, you're doing it the right way. <laughs> Flied with whiskey. And chiffon cake and red wine. It's perfect. Mm. <laughs> While we prepare for our yum chart. Yeah. It's all covered. Should be fun. It's all we'll over, be, We'll be by the time you Have it you done one. it before? Yeah, it's like fourth week you've done it now. Oh. Third, fourth. One of the two, what happened to ramen? Oh, no, look, it just... <clears throat> It was actually a lot of work in it. <laughs> and Julie will tell you, like, there's a lot of people are quite opinionated about their run. Like, oh. 
Yeah, so we, we just, we didn't want to do it traditionally. Like, we were putting ham on in the stock and everything, like throwing the meat, and got a scratch in the cabinet in there. Yeah, it's um, good. Yeah, that's what I thought, you know, just make it delicious. And but, rich and but people were rocking up expecting One week is too rich, next week it's not rich enough, this week... The noodles were never fucking right to anyone. Like, and we did, we didn't do a traditional noodle. Like, we were throwing eggplant hash and all sorts of stuff. We were just playing around and making it fun. Right? You were making your own noodles, though. So. Yeah, everything from scratch. And yeah, hell, right. so. it was like a tonkotsu style. It was good. Pretty so milky broth. Do you make dumpling wrappers yourselves? Yeah, we're, so the dumplings we're doing at the moment, everything's made in house as well. Oh, so, so the the thing I find about dumplings is when I make them, it's I'm not I don't make them enough yeah. to be quick enough to add making the dumpling wrapper in as well like yeah. to make 50 dumplings just for my crew at home because there's six of us um like just making the dumplings is sort of an, a, a bit sucks up all my available cooking yeah, time sure. for an evening so to make the dumpling wrappers as well but is does it make a difference do you reckon yeah i reckon totally yeah because like you know, like i'm normally all down I'll for the next podcast yeah, <laughs> I want to be part of that one. We're just going to wander in with the laptop, <laughs> sit there, and he can give verdicts for six out of ten. Oh, look, I'd love to know what people think anyway, always. But the ramen I just got over hearing people's opinions on yeah. And we were just getting a bit over it. It was a lot of work. Well, it's good. Let's get this chop and change. Yeah, and it, well, look, it was never meant to be permanent anyway. The, the reason, there were two reasons we did it in the beginning. Um, one of them was selfish, and the other one was just reasonable. Was, we were getting in some big Berkshire pigs off my farm outside the Toowoomba, off Jeff, but he he was rearing big ones for us. We were taking 130 kilos dressed um, and they break him down to make saloon and stuff with them. We were just playing around with some yeah. fun. And yeah. We had all the bones left over from these massive carcasses. So mm. we were thinking, what can we do with it? So we'll do a ramen night because it was cold. It was winter at the time. So. Mm. And I love ramen. But the other reason I wanted to do it was because Taro's ramen, which is arguably well, it's my favourite ramen, isn't it? He shuts between three and five. Like, it's a fucking ramen shop. Yeah. Why would you shut between three and five? It's fast food. Like, nowhere in Japan would you find a ramen shop shut between three and five. No. You know what I mean? And that's my eating time. Lunch service is over at three. You're back in there for five to set up. Like, that's when I want to go and eat ramen. I I feel the same about coffee shops. It's like coffee shops that shut at two in the afternoon. Yeah. That's when I'm just hanging. When I first moved to Brisbane in 2001, you could, probably I couldn't, couldn't even get, get a coffee, coffee after about 11 a.m. And yeah. now you walk through the city. I, I had to go into the city. Oh, I, go into the city. I remember pulling up to the car just crying and I rang <laughs> a friend and went, oh, what the fuck I'm doing? I'm having a coffee. I couldn't believe the amount of coffee places there are in the city. It's like yeah, every 15 metres there's a little hole on the wall coffee place. And then I got one off some random place the other day. It was freaking awesome. Yeah, there's some good coffee around, isn't there? It's really yeah. good. It's amazing. Like, because, again, I used to do, I used to rep and I'd drive, you know, got um, Ballina to the Sunshine Coast in, in a two-week cycle. Mm. And, like, you would get some just abjectly woeful coffees. I think the worst one I ever got, I saw the Merlot sign out in front, so I thought, oh, well, they're, surely they're going to make a half-decent coffee. They gave it to me in a milkshake cup with the milkshake lid on it with the straw, right. but hot, right? And I took one sip and just dropped it in the bin. So I paid five dollars or something ridiculous. Five bucks? Oh, for a, like you know, like a super-sized one. But that's... Like in a slurpy cup. <laughs> <laughs> and like I think they'd heated the milk, but oh, I don't know they, whether they passed dishwater through the. Through the coffee Who'd machine usually or something. Usually they heat the milk oh, because it scolds you. For, yeah. You can't drink it for 30 minutes because it's over 200 degrees. Yeah, I can't handle that either. Why would you do that? But, just, but a lot of Queenslanders love that. You, like, I, again, I constantly hear people say, can you make sure my coffee's hot enough? If I can't scull it in one, you know, knock it back in one go straight away, it's too hot. I don't like to scull it. I like it to be a little bit hot. I just don't want it to give me 30 degree burns on my hand as I'm holding the cup. Yeah, not good. You don't want to have to wait half an hour to drink your fucking coffee. But Especially if it's the first one of the day. <laughs> but I just drove then from Brisbane to Melbourne. Right, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Because I was spending a month in Melbourne and I wanted my car. Were you on your own? 
I went down there to do the noodle you, markets. You, right. you could have hired a car. That's a whole other story. Couldn't have you hired a car for the amount of fuel you would have paid? And it cost me 120 bucks in fuel. Oh, okay. Really? What are you driving? Prius or something? <laughs> Push bike. <Push-bike. laughs> <laughs> you don't look as fit as a person that's ridden to a Melbourne and backward look, yeah, I have to say. I just had I had a new car, actually, a little Mazda CX3 thing. Okay, cool. And it just it doesn't use much petrol. Great. That's a long drive. Though. But you're driving on your own. But it shat me because you cannot get... Coffee, Coffee. No. or anything. Unless matter. you want McDonald's. There's that or... new franchise called Oliver's. Have you heard of that? They're like full on healthy stuff. They do shakes and stuff. There's only like seven of them. Yeah. I haven't got as far as to put signs up to tell you where you are. So you just kind of luck on them. But in New South Wales, there's nothing even on the freeway. You've got to go off into a town. And yeah, because it's all bypasses now. So you have to chase your coffee. Oh, you've got to chase everything. You've got it's to chase water. Cunt on the way down. I know. It's hard and how long was the drive, Marance? It's a really beautiful drive, actually. It was how 18 hours. Two, two days? You have an overnight? Well, I drove to um, oh, Tamworth the first night. Yeah. Not Tamworth. That other big joint. Anyway, and I stayed there, and then the next day, Melbourne. And you were alone? Yeah, so I was singing, I had a car, <laughs> I, had a, I had a few books, I listened to a few podcasts. I was going to say, she was I chat, so when you I'm were in the reading car, books while you were driving. They're listening. But I have this thing, right? Now, this is hilarious. So, you know when you're in the car on your own, driving somewhere for a couple of hours? I do this thing where I give myself um, my own eulogy. <laughs> You do not. Now, I do. Now, Sal, I've given you a microphone that you can plug into your phone now. So next time you go on a long drive, just record your stream of consciousness and we'll post it as a bonus podcast. Documented the stages of boredom. Yeah, it's hilarious because you give your own eulogy because then, then you go, fuck, I've got a lot of work I've got to do before I die. Because you might know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Because you'll say stuff like, Oh, she was so good at helping out the poor and underprivileged. <laughs> Fuck, I've got to go. You pull over and go, oh, jeez, I've got to do a lot of things. There you go. Oh, you know, she made her mark in the cooking world. You think, God, I've got to make a mark. I've got to go, into, you know, you do that kind of stuff. It's a yeah. funny. Yeah. I can't say I've ever done that one before. And I was spent on. It's quite common. A lot of hours driving by myself. <laughs> I reckon I'd get quite depressed. <laughs> you do. I'd put myself into a complete funk. I don't think I'd be able to pull myself out of it. Pop, pop. I've really done nothing in my life, have I? <laughs> I'd start ringing all the people I'd wronged. <laughs> I fathered three children. Wow, there's lots of people that have done that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked hard. Just like uh, 80% of the world. I can't, I can't even claim that anymore. <laughs> Crazy. Okay, don't do that, baby. It's funny though, a lot of hours in the car. Yeah. Our podcast is the only thing that saved me when I was when I started. Because I went from running live music venues to doing a thousand Ks a week. And yeah, it was if I didn't have podcasts and, and music I would have got nuts, I reckon. Yeah, well I never really got into the podcast. I don't know, I'm a bit tech retarded. I'm not very good with it, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But you it, you really do need you either need a commute or you need because what, what do you have on in the kitchen? Music? Yeah. Yeah. It's really a competition to see who can play the most annoying music. Most annoying, so. <laughs> well, you kind of need that to you, keep you, you motivated. Need, yeah. you, you need to listen to our new music podcast then. Because <laughs> yeah. we, we, the, the music podcast we do is... We've turned into a television show. You're doing a lot of cross-promotion. Yeah. It's almost like saying, you know... So we're, we're two old... old well, middle-aged white males. And it's like famous that once you get into your... Sort of like mid- middle-aged, are you? I'm almost 40. That's middle-aged. Oh, yeah. Not yet. Not if you're, you're almost not really 40. Classified. Technically, 40 is middle-aged. Okay. So yeah. I'm, I'm not quite... But once, like, the, the, the famous thing is, once you get past 30, your music tastes atrophy. You know, and you only listen to what you listen to in your 20s. Oh, very So what we did this year is we're like, right, well, we're going to listen to two new albums every week. Right. Only from 2015. So you can't go back and pick old stuff in the sort of style that you like. Do you critique them? Yeah. So we, so From each, a middle-aged standpoint. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It sounds so, like that bloke on Triple J and how he gets his dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So we, each week, 
And because we have very, like very different musical tastes, he's full into sort of heavier rock and right. and punk and and that sort of stuff. And I'm more into dance and hip hop and funk. Mm. So. One week I Did picked. you used to wear those big like flares? Yeah, I do. Flares, <laughs> <laughs> actually. Orange That's very telling. No, cool. Right? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Dance and hip hop flares. It wasn't flares disco. <laughs> yeah, disco. You used to wear those. People I... used to wear those like Terry Tally no, flare no, things. No, no, yeah, not baggy not. cross colours. Yeah. Did you, Did you have overalls? No. I think. I think your hip-hop fashion is a little bit different. <laughs> I think she's getting onto the dance now. It was more that rave scene, wasn't it? Mm. We, we have out in a pair of shiny silver dungarees. I did have a, I did have a homemade velvet red and red and yellow skin tight shirt. That I used to wear it for quite a bit. Yeah, that's pretty. What was, what was that? Nineties? Yeah, nineties. Yeah, it's pretty nineties. Yeah. So yeah, but there's like you you pick stuff just randomly like. You have no idea what it's going to sound like. So there's quite a few there that were just like, yeah, well, no, we don't like this. So you should pick those ones for you. Song, uh, albums well, you can irritate me. You. Let me know. I'll be on a winning streak. Yeah. 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 The, 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 cosmic, the new Cosmic Psychos album is probably one that'll get you it's <laughs> almost unlistenable. Yeah, right. The Doc loved it. Oh, um, cosmic Psychos way over my head, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm ashamed to admit. They're like a, they're like an 80s punk, real right. offensive punk band. Okay. Um, yeah. Cosmic Psycho. Try that one. Try the new album. Cosmic Psycho. If everyone just like goes like this, I expect a beer. Uh, so I reckon that'll get you one. That's I'll buy you a beer if I drive them out. Because normally I like hip hop as well. Like I'm, that's my bag. Yeah, well that was that was my thing when I ran the music venues was hip hop, yeah. particularly Australian. You should hear so. our introduction. Yeah. Very from, um, cool. Aussie Battler from the Herb Radio intro. Oh, music. cool. Hmm. Good. It's very, it's very cool intro. Music. Yeah. Well, I mean that's what we do in the bars. So the playlist in the bars, or my playlist, all together. But it's kind of um, I, I can't stand R and B though. It drives me mad. So like, the boys normally put R and B on in the kitchen to drive me up the wall. And, I normally last about half an hour and rage, rage quit the do, do get, I think I threatened them last week to throw out the deep fryer if they continue. Do, do you get to put your foot down and go, that's enough, enough. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to go for a walk. So I'm, I'm guessing you don't have like an <laughs> open kitchen to the, to the dining area. No, we do. You do? Yeah, no, we do. We just, oh. Yeah, is it just know. facing facing back the other way so it doesn't? Yeah, well, got, out the boys are normally tucked around the corner. Yeah, and the music normally in the restaurant drowns it out. And look, I'm sure there's times that we do get a bit carried away. Yeah, boys will be boys. So do you, do you feel like a performer then? Not really. I don't know. Do like, you, I've been do, doing do, it. It's three years. Just, I've been in there every day. So. You just, it just blanks out now. You don't even notice it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah, I think I do. You do though, because as a chef, you've got that adrenaline rush that happens. Well, it depends how busy it is. And then normally I'm scanning the floor anyway to see if there's any food riders out there like yourself. So you people like you coming in. Oh, yeah. But I've got to serve good food to and make sure we don't screw it up. But it's, um, look, it's, um, yeah, you do. And then people come up and talk to you. So, like, last year when I did that little, I did a piece on MasterChef. Like, I went against one of the competitors. Oh, People go nuts with that show. Like, so, so all of a sudden, Did you notice the spike in people coming well, up we and chatting. Open it when the when the episode went to air. We got like eighty thousand hits on the website. Like, and then wow. the next, we were booked out three months after that. Okay, so that's that's well worth. Oh, totally. Yeah, but people come up to the parks and they like talk to you like you've known them for years. And they come up like, and I don't want to sound like a small child or anything. Because really, I'm not like that. But it's concrete. You have this scenario in your head every time they come up: is do I actually know these people, or is this like the Master Chef thing? Like, is this the Master Chef effect, or do I actually know you and I'm being really rude? Like, it's a weird scenario. And, and probably like one in thirty. Well, most of the time, someone you went to school with or something. Yeah, we just well, I went to school in Perth, so there's not much risk of that. But I kind of um. I just play along with it most of the time. Like, what else can you do? What can you do? But it's bizarre. Because that's like if you have a shop or anything. People like you run into people all the time and go, "Hi!" You're like, "Hi!" Julie's really good though with that. She knows it. Julie knows everyone. Yeah, she does. She's got a nose and everyone's business. Julie knows everyone. Yeah, she's like the Mrs. Mangles of James Street. 
<laughs> I'm being rude. I'm in Billy's shop. I'll throw things at you from now on. Oh, what are you trying to do? That's hilarious. Shy. It's just a microphone. No one listens. Like the, we, we, the we hand behind the throne, throne <laughs> sitting back and making sure everything's going all right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, dear, that's funny. Um, yeah, but... Um, and doesn't that freak you out too? That kind of thing freaks me out because that's like you've been on telly. How bizarre people's obsession is with celebrity. Like, crazy. okay, so you look at those fuckwits that are on TV, and you yeah. think, like, why is everyone obsessed with The Bachelor? What a cockhead that dick was. Yeah, you, you hang on, hang on. You are that. You are and Sam. I mean, he's. I mean, honestly. But, but, but you are the absolute worst. You watch more reality TV. Cooking, all, cooking you, you reality. You watch, watch more reality TV in a week than I watch Loving in ten Ram. years. But it's got to be completely Gordon false. Ramsay, I love Ramsey. Isn't he amazing? Oh, but he suits you is, so well. Like, he's he's fucking good. Ramsey's wit and your wit are pretty close. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> he's good though. Goes into these dick wits. Maybe that's what you should do, So You should become the, the Gordon Ramsay of Australia and go yeah, into restaurants and tell them. Bloody claps, let me. Well, there's a thousand memes as well, isn't there? Have you seen them all? Mm. I thought there were some great ones. We get some two pieces of bread and puts them either side of the, the girl's head. <laughs> what are you? An idiot sandwich. <laughs> that's he, he, he is. He, he is. couldn't script it. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be a funny fucker, I reckon. Yeah, it would be hilarious to sit down and have a beer with because I reckon he'd be a funny freak. I don't reckon he'd sit down for very long, though. No, yeah, he's pretty active. Yeah, I reckon he's... he's... He makes full-on statements, too, doesn't he? Like, you never trust a chef that doesn't exercise. Except <laughs> he, he hates chefs that don't exercise because they're lazy. And, um, if they're, and if they're lazy in their lifestyle at home, they'll be lazy in the kitchen in so the he doesn't kitchen. want to employ them. I'd make a terrible it's a, fra- it's a radical thought. But he does this, um, you know, the kitchen nightmares, right? Well, this is why I reckon he made that statement. Every kitchen he goes into, and I mean every kitchen, their cool room is so disgusting. Like, no one's been in there for a year. They've left food. The bottom of the cool room is built up. It's every week it's the same thing. You dirty fucking pig. <laughs> he pulls but it's, I love it. It's like it's like knowing when you're getting a house inspection for rent. If you know dudes are going to turn up with cameras, surely go, oh, we better scrape that month of filth off the bottom yeah. of the cold room. But See, I agree with you. It's, is it staged? It's got to be. It, uh, no, it there has, has to, to be, be an element of it. It has to be because well, it the, has to be. The, mean, there's the, everyone's got to sign releases and stuff like that. Unless yeah. they say to them, oh, we're going to do you, but we're not going to tell you when we're going to come. So the camera crew comes in, they're like, oh, fuck you, they can't. But but even the no, but no, I reckon sure. the the way that the like I haven't watched it in ages, but when I used to watch it, the way the the chef would react, it's like they knew he was coming, and it was like, well, fuck you, mate. I'm 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 a pretty good chef. I don't give a fuck what you say. It's almost like they find the people that are like, well, I'm resistant to the last Ramsay night, effect. Okay, so last night um, he goes into this restaurant. And he says to the waitress, can you tell Chef that I'm out here? I'd just like to see him for a few minutes. Yep, sure. So she goes in, Chef, Gordon Ramsay, that's so I'd like to see you for a few minutes. He goes, I'll tell him I'll be a minute. And he just stands there like this. <laughs> <laughs> just winding him up. Seriously, for 20 minutes. Not doing, he's not doing anything. He just stands there and she goes, and he goes, can you see if he's coming soon? She goes, are you ready? He's like, nearly. <laughs> but, but do you know, do you know what, so he obviously got up and it costed him. So funny. Do, do, do you know what? Like, I did my run once with my general manager, and there are butchers that are like that, where you'll go in for an order, and they can give you an order in twenty seconds. You know, yeah. yep, let's go do the order. It's not going to really. There's nothing that they're doing in the butcher shop that's absolutely going to. Yeah. Stop working if they don't come and give you an order. So there's this, there was one particular butcher, and he would make me wait 25 minutes on average every week. And so we were there for seven minutes, and my boss has gone, "Fuck this, we're gone." And like I could never do it; I'd get fired because he complained to the. Boss. Well, this is for work. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say you're the sucker because you kept going back. No, no. Like I've, <laughs> I've got to, I've got to keep up. Do, do you know what I mean? There's there's, per, there's certain personality types that would just go. I can make you wait, so I will make you wait. Yeah, it's like, rubbish. and they wouldn't care that it's rubbish. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. 
hilarious. You're going to have to get a bloody Uber home to keep going <laughs> like that. Just a little bit. <laughs> I've got to try all three so I know what they're like. Are you having a little chiffon cake? Yes. Yeah, it was a little chiffon cake. It was delicious. It was almost kind of sticky. Yeah. It's beautiful. You could, you definitely taste the Earl Grey too. Oh. Delicious. Do you want some? No, I definitely do. I've got my facial biscuit. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's your, so, what's your top dessert tonight? What's going on? Well, I don't know yet. They're still doing them. <laughs> <laughs> it might be shortbread sandwiches. I know we've got something. With, we're doing something with chocolate and cherries, and we're doing something with plum and shiso and some other things. And we're doing, I know the gist of what we're doing, but the boys are in there working it out now. I'm sure it'll be fine. We'll, we'll be fine. Oh, a few crust pistachios somewhere. <laughs> There'll definitely be crushed pistachios. There will almost definitely be rose petals. There could possibly be some pomegranates. Oh, a bit of Turkish delight. Yeah. Yeah. You, be you could do a Christmas pudding with Turkish delight and pistachios. And it's just like a wall with slots. You just fill boxes, don't you? You know, you've got something, you stick got it in there. Right, that seven, one's there. Yeah. Will you be deconstructing Middle anything? Eastern. Well, no. no, no. <laughs> There's nothing on the menu anymore in inverted comments. What do you think your next thing will be? So Middle Eastern, where will you go from here? I don't know. I've got plenty of ideas, I just don't know which ones to act on. Maybe I just don't want to sell this one. Yeah. Do something else. I don't know, I'm liking this yum cha thing, I reckon there's something else. You know what I've always wanted to do? I'll share my idea with you. Okay. I would fucking love a restaurant that did yum cha, but it wasn't Asian. Well, that's kind of what we're thinking. Yum cha, big cranking trolley with beautiful bits of yum cha. Not fucking tapas. Not overpriced fucking well, tapas. Tapas is a dirty word, isn't it? Like, we can't oh, really say that anymore. Jesus. But there's a place in San Francisco that does that. They were out here. They, they grow were. So is Yamcha well, basically the, 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 the Asian tapas, is it? Well, I'll just come to know. Well, Yamcha in, in Hong Kong is just like tea, right? Yeah, tea drinking, right? Yeah, so yeah. But this is what they eat with the breakfast. I think yeah. dim sum is probably a more accurate description. Is I it? know. That's the same thing, it's just one is Cantonese, one is Mandarin. There you go. Yeah, right. I'm ignorance to the world. Is it, lots of, is it lots of different things? Yeah, all um, small bites. Yeah. It's pretty good. There's a lot of meat, there's a lot of... Pretty food. rich, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. So look, I, I just reckon there's... Look, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to say this, right? Yum, yum cha and dim sum in Brisbane sucks. Yeah, it does. Right, that's out there. Really it fucking sucks. And that's suck. just a fact, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And I lived in Sydney for three years, and it's awesome down there, and yeah. there's so much choice, and it's just shit up here. Like, yeah. And I'm going to say this, right? And this will upset people in Brisbane who listen to it, but Perth's got better yum than you guys do. And there's not oh, much better in Perth. Take that. We'll see you all. Stick that up, you bloody. Oh, I, I really. Camilla, my dad Stick that up, you Camilla fucking <laughs> She says, and there are stones throw from here. It's um, my dad reckons he's an expert on this stuff, right? And my my not my older sister, the one just beyond me, middle sister. Middle sister. Yeah. She she lives in Hong Kong. She's lived there for eight years. Oh, so I've never been to visit her. But she goes back every. Uh, he goes to see her every year, and he's oh, right. just this yum chum. He's an expert on it now, and Dad loves to be an expert. Man. I remember we were kids. Yeah, no, he does. We went to Thailand and he was all, he used to love to impress us by eating chilies raw. Yeah, right. right? Like that was his thing he used to do when we were growing up. I would have been 14 or something. Yeah. I went to Malaysia and Thailand. Going, oh, my dad's going to eat the chilies. Yeah, so there was one restaurant in Penang and there was a Thai beef salad that came out of the game. and had those little green scuds in it. So dad's gone, yeah, I can eat the chilies. I'm good with chilies. Yeah, he went, he suffered. Scarlet red, sweating. He had to get up. He drank. I reckon he sculled about two glasses of milk and two beers. It, it can kill your taste buds for like up to a week. Oh, the taste buds! It destroyed him on his molecular level. He was just <laughs> ruined. It ruined him. <laughs> well, I forgot to bring sales. Gonna bring sales some. Um, Sorry. Uh, it wouldn't be a podcast unless. <laughs> Sally made a faux pas. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the phone or the dogs, usually. There's one or the other. Um, I made some, uh, a guy up at Tamri Mountain gave my housemate some, oh, what's the little crinkly chilies that are very, very hot? Ghost chilies or habaneros? Uh, no, they're like, they almost, they're very, very crinkled, all sort of squashed up. That's not the old like crinkled a... chili. <laughs> crinkled squash chili. Yeah. I got, I got That's like the old fucking hot crinkled. Chili. I got a little tiny bit on my nose, and they're yeah, they're not 
mild chilies. Well, the ghost chilies they reckon are the worst. Wood jolikia they call it, but they're meant to be the worst in the world on the scope units, right? So, yeah. But we had a time. Someone found them over at James Street Markets about a year ago in the kitchen, and they came into the kitchen and just became a tool of pranking of choice. <laughs> Everyone was getting them at one point. <laughs> the, the, the worst one I've ever done is um, chopping chilies. Forgot about it, and then. Two hours later, put my contact lenses in. Oh, oh and like it. Yowza. I thought yeah. you were going to say the chili really, but the no, contact no, lenses that's, is that's way worse because it, it gets into because the, the lenses are permeable. It gets into the lens. Oh, no um, and I had to go and play football. I had no choice. I had to leave them in. So I had to get oh. someone to drive me to touch while I cried. What are you that blind without them? We yeah, better leave yeah. Them I'm, in. I'm, I can't and I can't play with my glasses because if I could break them, I'd fall. Wow. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I made some harissa with these super hot chilies and some. Um, I smoked a couple of capsicums in the smoker and then, yeah, but I forgot to bring it. Sorry. I bet the harissa was delicious. Yeah, it'll be. Smoky harissa. Yeah, nice. smoky. And oh, I got the capsicum and filled it up with the garlic cloves too. And a little bit of oil over the top so the garlic got a bit of smoke in it as well. Yeah. I love making. Harissa is one of those things where it's ridiculously overpriced for what it is. Um, it's saying that we make it. Yeah. So the Becker wings that we do in there, Harris is kind of the base that yeah. we use for it. We, the poor, poor Chow, one of my chefs in there making the SP. We, when we got busier, like it was fine when we were in that business at the beginning, but now it's like a staple, we can't take it off. But the chilies come in like 60 kilo at a time. Because you, you'd make it like, what, a kilo at a time? Two no, kilos? 60 kilos chilies. Oh, you make 60 kilos yeah. of harissa. How we, much garlic do you use for 60 kilos? Yeah. There's all sorts of stuff in there. We roast all the chilies. Yeah. Right? This is where it gets hard. So we roast them all down and then we skim them. Yeah, um, which is an absolute so, fucking pain in the ass. Yeah, so 60 chilies. Like, imagine yeah. skinning 60 kilos oh, of like, chilies. Can't like, you just get a really good food processor and just... No, no it's just not the same. It's you not the same. You get, oh, you get even with a really, really good food processor, you get little flecks of that skin. I didn't say the word either. No, no, no. no. <laughs> you didn't say it. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Well, I, I don't know. I don't it's know the what. little victories. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why I do capsicum because it's easier to, like I use a really hot chilli and then use capsicum because it's easier Dullard. to peel. Yeah. We, we just do it because I want it really hot because we throw, yeah. there's so much butter in it. It's like 60% smoked butter so so, so what, what do you do so you it's harissa and smoke bu- butter no the hari- we make a harissa base and then that goes in um, so we basically put that into a pot and then we make so you know buffalo wings right yeah so the, the back wings in there it's just like a uh, take on buffalo wings and we just pimped it out make yeah it amazing so the harissa goes in we heat it up and then we put in like a shitload of fish sauce and then reduce that right down and then a shitload of sherry vinegar and then reduce that right down a shitload of chicken stock and take that right down so it's gelatinous like it's all about this complex yeah, yeah. Like laying and layer and layer I'm taking notes though and then we emulsify it with smoked butter oh nice and then coat that the wings yeah and then you fry the wings so wings in potato starch fried yeah. crispy and then we coat them in the sauce ah in the oven or deep fried? <laughs> no, we deep fry the wings crispy. Yeah. And toss the sauce. All yeah, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But the sauce is so rich. Yeah, that'd be wicked. It's full on. It's like a, yeah, it's a mummy city. We've had it. Yeah, so, yeah, you, so you don't put any any spice or anything in the potato starch? No salt. No, or nothing. No, we will. The wings so, yeah, cut down. in that bloody sauce. Sauce, right? yeah. So there's so much in there. Like, oh, people don't understand. Yeah. The, the funny thing is, to make the sauce, it's actually the cost of making the sauce is almost double the wings yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah, wings are nothing. Like, so we got to charge a fair bit for it to recoup it. And you, you'd think that it's just daylight robbery, but the fact is the production of the sauce is actually super expensive. So you're, you're trying to get a gelatinous sauce, yeah? Yeah, because the gelatin with the chicken stock, when that goes down, are you, are the gelatin st- helps emulsify it, so it helps stabilise when you whip the butter into it. Are you still getting your pigs? Still get your big pigs? Yeah, no, big pigs we stopped. Uh. Because the Jim best fun breaking them down. There, the best so. gelatinous stock is your pig's trotters cut in half. Yeah, yeah, Cause, yeah. Because yeah. I make, I, I love having my own stock, but I'm too time poor to make a beef and a pork, uh, chicken stock. Yeah. So I use um, pig's trotters, and it's the texture is thick enough that you can sort of substitute it in for a beef stock. Yeah. But the flavour is light enough that you can sub it in for a chicken stock. Yeah. So that's pork. My, there you go. It's just the crowd pleaser, isn't, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah. 
But it's just it. when it sets and like if you just put it in the fridge and it like it just drops out. And just cut it, it in just, cubes. Just, yeah, just cut it into cubes. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> Spread on your toast. <laughs> I haven't done that. That might be a go. Stick that in your yum chart. Yeah, well, it's all about that, isn't it? Yeah. And with the recipe we saw, so we make jam on bows over there now. Yeah. But in the broth that's in yeah. the jam bow, we make a ham on broth that goes in. With all the recipes that I saw when we're researching it, they make it from skin, pig skin. So they boil that up. But the pig skin's got quite a strong flavour as opposed to the trotters. You still get the same gelatinous, but it's a bit, it goes a bit cloudy. But I imagine the trotters would make cloudy stuff as well, wouldn't it? Yeah, trotters. see, I don't... Because I'm just cooking at home. I don't give a fuck about stuff like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> do, do you clarify your stuff with the egg whites? Well, it depends on what we want to use with it. Most, most of the sauces... So we make a sauce for everything. If, we, if we're doing pork, we make a sauce for pork bones, for the pork stock. Yeah. Like we make a stock, a sauce that's relevant and made to, to for the, stocks to what it is we're serving with. Yeah. We make this heaps. There's a lamb stock, a pork stock, a duck stock, a chicken stock, a brown chicken stock, a chicken sauce, fish stock, fish fillet. Yeah. It goes down, it goes into something else. There's always a stock goes down. We buy everything whole most of the time, so the bones are there. Yeah, that's, that's right. You've got, to, you've got to do something with it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, but most of the sauces we make, we emulsify them with the fat in the end anyway. So all the fat that's left over, we render it. And then oh, we emulsify so you're that. You're not really sauce. wasting anything then. We waste nothing. Yeah. Literally nothing. Mm. We went through a stage where we were fermenting all sorts of the scraps, all, like, all the cauliflower scraps, and we were fermenting yeah, around. Right. Fucking snake pigeons. I'm so stoked. Well, it's, it's a little bit hard here, but you need some um, need some chickens to turn all your scraps into eggs. Yeah, well, I know. I, I want chicks at home. I don't have them at the moment. Well, if you, um, <laughs> if you want some good chickens for home... Yeah. Um, What's happening I'll, on your Apple Watch? I'll, um, this, there's a chicken farm that's got some young, like an egg chicken farm yeah. that they're, they're selling up. The, the guy's too old, he's, he's getting out of it. Um, and he's selling his layers, young layers, for three bucks each. Yeah, right. Because so, I've got ten. Because, yeah, I love my eggs. So, unfortunately, I have a goanna at the moment. So, I'm getting, I've got ten chooks and I'm getting, I've got three chickens down at the house and then eight chickens with the rooster down the bottom. Oh, so, it's not your goanna. No, <laughs> no, can unfortunately. It's a rogue goanna. Yes, you can, but I, I can't. I haven't caught him yet. Oh. Definitely... Are you legally allowed to eat goanna? I have no idea. <laughs> but if I, if what I, did you do with it? If, I catch, him, campfire, if I catch him feeding my eggs. <laughs> yeah. That's actually a good idea. Smoke goanna tail would be Hot really smoked. nice. Mm. Have you watched that new barbecue show? No. Oh, probably not because you're in the restaurant. Uh, the Bender's one. Oh. It's pretty fucking bad. Well, it Sorry, be, though, Ben. It? Really I like Ben, so I'm not going to say I love Ben. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's Channel 7, yeah? Yeah, it's always. So it's going to be aimed at Channel 7 viewers. Like, It'll be the My Kitchen Rules uh, target, I, I, right? I, I, yeah, but I, I don't mind. Really? <laughs> well, you, do you not know Sally's I'm a, bad I, television My one weakness is bad, really bad. bad reality cooking shows. But that show has nothing to do with the cooking. It's just about the cat fights. Like, that's yeah. literally what And then none about. of them can cook. I love them talking themselves up and then getting in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, I, no, they don't prepare anything. The people have arrived and they're like, oh, no, we're just going to start the pasta. And you're like, what the fuck? Well, what was the one that was on Channel 9, that hot plate? That was fucking that was terrible. Bad. That was bad. It's Scott Pickett that was on it. Like, he's known for being a rascal. And they try to make him clean cut. And we just... Yeah. Look like a... Whoops, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It was weird. Yeah, it was bloody weird. Yeah, that was weird. With the British guy. It was related to Camilla Parker Bowles somehow. It was on there. It's as a so... Man, it was fucking <laughs> odd. It was fucking odd. And they were really weird because they thinking... Have you got any idea? No so, one looks like they've got any idea. That's why I love it. Yeah, right. Because they, and he actually does have a bit of an idea that Parker Bowles do because he's been doing street food around Asia for probably about fifteen years. Yeah, but why are you here? Yeah, why like, is he what's, here? Where's we're the relevance? Any, like, they should put you on there. Then you could. Yeah, bloody of course. But I mean, what were the producers restaurant? thinking? Like, who are they targeting by putting him why? on there? Like, who's going to connect with him? No well, one. We. Well, obviously, no one did either because the show was a. Yeah, and that other dick shit. I mean, he was just. He just kept us the dick. Yeah. What was his name again? Scott Pickett. Yeah. See, I don't even know his name, and I watched that show. <laughs> it was like a train wreck. Yeah. And I kept, every night I look at it going, who are you? Who is he? Yeah. Well, he, he's he's the Estelle Bistro in Melbourne, and um, Estelle, St. Christmas. See, 
I just go. think if you're gonna go, there's <laughs> his book. I was reading a goddamn book. If anyone's interested in Scott Pickett listening to this right now, you can pick his book up at Scrumptious Reads. Yeah, Julie would be happy to book. So what? Uh, <laughs> it just wasn't very interesting. No, but this is the thing, right? Like, you know, like, sorry, you can be a great chef, but you can be the most boring fuckwit in the world. Yeah. One of my ex-chefs used to work for him. And in the kitchen, he's loose. Like, he gets in there and he's loose and he's offensive and he, he like, likes to upset people. Like, that's the thing right. that he does. And then they put him on this show. And he's, I think he's quite charismatic when he's like that. Yeah. They put him on the show and they gave him, like, this smooth, sharp haircut. But, but that's the like, same he's as... he's just an um, Aussie larrikin. What's, the, what's the, the guy doing... Not the River Cottage guy, the guy that's doing the SPS roof <laughs> off of River Cottage in Tasmania. Oh, Matthew Evans. Matthew yeah. Evans. So, like, I was a, I'm a massive River Cottage fan. Like, that's the sort of thing that got me to Even buy. Even though you missed out. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get to that. But <laughs> I was about to say something, but I didn't want to put my foot in it. Um, but you watch that show, and he's so fucking bland. Boring. On that show. But I listened to, um, he did the 612 ABC conversation out. Mm. And they got to talk to him about stuff that he liked. And he was, I couldn't believe how charismatic the dude was. Right. I don't know what he's like in real life. But I was just like, why are we not getting any of that bleed through into the TV stuff? Well, it's kind of, I think TV is just different and it's hard. Well, what, well but, you know, you've done it. Well, yeah. Yeah. You know, we went to the Lebanon yeah. trip. Well, you came to the dinner after the Lebanon trip. So we documented that whole thing. And I'm yeah. just not convinced that it came across well. Like, it's been in editing for fucking months. Yeah, so when you were doing it, were you Wouldn't being it? you? Were you being you? Or were you going, oh, here I am on the mountainside with the flowers I'm going to make? Or were you like, fuck it, here we are on the mountain. It's hilarious. We got stoned. I just bloody had this thing. It's bloody I think awesome. there's a bit of both. But that's what I'm worried about. Because there's time. So, you know, I went and did this bit. And I told you when I went, I went on MTV Lebanon when I was over there, right? Like, MTV Lebanon? Dead set, right? Like, for real. Being spoken to in Arabic and, like, translated. But it was fucking hilarious. Did I not say this? Hey, you? You're going to love this. You know, that's fucking awesome. So, they've got a guy over there that does a segment. He's called, right? Brace yourself. I've forgotten his fucking <laughs> <laughs> That was a massive build-up. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. Uh, it was like Monsieur Cuisine or something like that. Like Mr. Yeah, Mr. Cuisine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes over. And he's... It sounds like, um, what's the... the no, the SBS Battle Chef show. Oh, walk on. Iron Chef. Iron Chef. Iron Chef, yeah. It sounds like something out of that. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Who did you get? Lewis and Debecky were going on here, wouldn't you? No, they wanted me to play... A country hick. What? Oh, well, that was another one that lasted about four episodes, wasn't it? Country Victorian hick. You could have pulled yeah, that off. Yeah, can you pretend that you, you could have worn country could, in the in, in Avengers supermarket? Could have worn a footy jumper. I don't think I can. Knocked a couple of teeth out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worn a footy jumper. Hey, anyway, can we get back to MTV? MTV. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So I went on there, and he's like this. Um, What'd you wear? It's quite not, oh, it's normal clothes. What are we going to wear? I don't know. I don't jeans and black t shirt. I didn't wear a black t shirt and I wore just like a button up shirt. But anyway, he he's How quite. Weird. Yeah, it was fucking really weird. And to be honest, I didn't want to do it. And Johnny, I was over there with um, Johnny and his wife. He just kept pushing and saying, like, you should do it. You should God, do it. He convinced me really to do fun. it. So I did it against my own better judgment. But he was just full on like you know you get these TV people and they're really like pushy with the way they want to portray it and the way that it is and everything and he was quite nice like he was quite accommodating but he um they put me up anyway in the morning show so it's kind of like the morning show on TV right like it's that sort of scenario it's a show they got in there and they bring in these little segments the thing is he had me in there we're talking about Australian food yeah right and they put up this collage did you see it And there was a TV, they put a TV in front of it and they just scrolled through all these iconic Australian food things and this is what they said they were going to do and then they were just going to get me to comment on it, talking about Australian, like the way the Lebanese people see Australian projects. And it was always all about food. Next thing, they're like scrolling up these photos of like uh, burgers with beetroot in them and fucking like <laughs> shrimp sausage on the rolls. Yeah, shrimp on the barbie. Yeah. Like it was so cliched, it was out of control. Kangaroos. And then like this horrible photo of like a kangaroos, like a... a Fillet with a massive <laughs> shit salad on the side of it, like the worst food you've ever seen. So probably something Australian tourism was sent up then. No, they just fucking researched it and googled it and pulled out their ass the night before. I think like they were literally just snaps pulled from the net. Mm. 
Like, what, so you, what did you what say? Did you say to that? What did you say? Did you, did you, oh, yeah. Did you go next? We like beetroot. Land's pretty good in Australia, isn't it? Like, what the fuck do you say? And then they didn't, they, they wanted me to comment, but then they just kept talking over the top. I'm like, next photo, next photo. Like, you couldn't even get me down. And they're all laughing and stuff. Oh, just talking over the top of you. It was just, they put up with the hamburger. It was a complete fucking farce. <laughs> Couldn't wait for it to be over. Like, and got it over, and that was it. And then I had to go and do this segment in like this. Room, you should have just seen what you should have done. Walking around with him and talking to all should've these people. Should have stood up, God, you fuck with. I'm not going. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Ben's a really good example, Bender, because yeah. surfing the menu I thought was pretty good. The one he did in the UK. Did you ever see that? The best. No. So they had. Yeah, this I love that. I love that show. Better format where it's great. They would get a. Was it an ingredient or a... I don't know, we're talking for a long time. Normally we'd stop it because we've got you as a special guest. We're just not letting you go back to your desserts. Sorry. That, they'd have a theme. I was hoping to be discreet. I guess it's not anymore. I'm worried about it as a dessert menu. We're going to come over and test it. You know, I loved the best. That was great. There was he, three people. There was a cook that would be like me. There was a fully fine dining chef and then there was Ben, wasn't there? Yeah. And they'd do one of each and then they'd send it up and the judges... Anonymous judges would say which was the oh, best. Oh, Ben was actually cooking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was really a, it was a British. Thing. It was really fun. It was quite light, and they would take something and go three different ways. Yeah. And I was going to say that that so I went through that river cottage process, and the, the feeling I got from them was they had an idea of what they wanted the person to do, and whoever they got, they were going to force into that space. Yeah. And that's exactly not what River Cottage is. River Cottage is you just saying the fuck whatever he wants and going, I want to go and see a guy about chickens. Let's go. And the camera crew would just have to keep up and then the editors would have to make sense of it. Well, I don't think it's, I think it's probably a little bit scripted. I think, I think he would just walk over and go, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to go see the man over there about some chicken. I think from what um, <laughs> my mate who works in that industry says, you for, for that sort of show, you shoot lots of shit and then it's up to the director and the editor to find the narrative out of like that's how the best stuff's made yeah right. is you just go and shoot stuff and you don't try and force the narrative beforehand if you go and shoot a whole heap of stuff and then look look at the stuff and go well this is the story this is the way we should go because sometimes the story might not be actually what you're trying to get the story might be something completely different mm. but if you're like well we're going to go and see you and we're going to sit in our kitchen and you're going to teach me to make australian ramen and we go off on a tangent, but you try and force the actual footage that goes to air into that narrative, it's shit because that's not what the story was. But yeah, if you just sure. shoot it and and then go, well, hey, we fucking went and did something completely different and go with that flow, then it comes out a bit more organic and that's what makes good TV. But I think with TV, though, with your hosts, you just want them to be themselves. Mm. Like, you know, I think that's why Gordon Ramsay, everyone hated him, but now they've all come back and loved him. Same with Matt Preston. I mean, everyone's like, who are you? And now I love Matt. They love man. him. I love Matt. He's all vengeance. Yeah, he's awesome. But it's like that whole thing of... So is that why Jamie Oliver still has success? Because he's never really had to be... Anyone but himself. But I think, yeah, I mean, he kind of just pushed himself into it, though, didn't he? He saw an opportunity and ran mm. with it. Yeah. Look, I don't know. It's, well, I don't know. Maybe this Lebanon thing will work out well because we did Adelaide pretty much all of them. Sure. And there was a lot of behind is, the scenes stuff. So where's it going? Has it been? Has it been a few um, tanties. Where will it go? Oh, good. You threw it. Yeah, it's a couple tanties. of tanties. I fucking lost it a couple of times. Well, Bahrain was the first one I fucking lost it. Is it not 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 on um not out there in the media yet? No, no, it's all in editing process. So Johnny, it went to a guy that was doing it pro bono because we blew so much money. It was all self-funded. Like we blew, well, Johnny blew, I didn't blow anything. <laughs> Johnny blew like 50, 60 grand, I think. But he, um, he put it with a guy, but now he's got some funding, I think. Um, and it's gone off to another guy that's editing and he's making really solid progress. On it. And is it, supposed to, is it supposed to be TV? A lot of it's in Arabic, so you kind of have to have some oh, right. Have you seen the Shane? Um, Shane yeah. Dewey. Yeah. Uh, have you seen him? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Boring, and I don't think he's boring. No, but that that series is boring. Yeah. It's Shane's like, very self promotion. Yeah, but that shows. I mean, it's yawn kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't want to see that. I mean, seriously, we all know what we all know. What Baharat is. We all know, you know, like. But don't just come do something interesting. I don't know. 
it, it, it's just, look, so, look, this is what we kind of want to do, <laughs> just to let it blow up a bit and just be bored. Yeah. But I guess... So, I mean, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes because I think there was elements in both. And I don't know which way they'll go with it. See, I think the new media, um, and I've talked about Munchie, do you know Munchies? I love Munchies. Yeah, so I'm much, obsessed with Vice Media. Like that's, yeah, so the, they're sort of pushing that thing where everything that's in food on television in Australia would not fit their format. No. But there's going to be a time where YouTube and internet media will overtake it and they're the ones that are set for that sort of stuff. So yeah. they're the people that they're getting and are going to be the new... But then they fucked it up again as well. Like, do you do you watch the Chef's Night Out? Maybe Sally, you'd love it. No, no. Set on cheese. Yeah, the format is right. Chef's Night Out. So they film this thing. They go to all these people who start in the states, and they yeah. they pick a restaurant, mm. and they go to the restaurant, and they um, basically get the chef to take them out, and they take the film crew, and they get their mates, <laughs> awesome. and they go on like a crawl to all their favorite places in the city, and they get fucking loose and leave us, <laughs> and then they come back at the end of the night like in the wee hours and cook like stone food like the kind of food yeah. you want to eat when you're fucked in the morning but that's, that's, that's what Dan Hong's made his whole career on yes and I love Dan Hong <laughs> he's an awesome yeah, guy and he's yeah. genuinely a really good guy too yeah. but it's kind of and then they only do the interviews the next day so they oh. deliberately interview them while they're hungover and that's the bit that you see first when they go in so it's all when, when they're all around. sort of serious and, and introspective yeah and but you see them kind of a bit tense and that in the middle and then, and then they go and after the second place they're just complete like they're paying out each other they're getting into dust up so it's so much fun some of them are shit because they just pick people that are boring and then yeah. some of them are awesome like yeah. there's one the first one that I got into and I loved was uh, from a place in Toronto called the Black Hoof yeah where they make all their own charcuterie and stuff like yeah. everything hard yeah. mind, and they do stuff like a uh, foie gras Nutella like a dish with that it's just like completely decadent stuff and they don't give a shit (laughs) and it's fucking so much fun to watch like they just have a really good time like it makes you just want to go over and say I want to hang out with these people yeah yeah that's what makes it good but they did one in Australia now already and they did it with Andrew McConnell yeah down in Melbourne yeah Mm. so boring he's so stiff I don't want Andrew McConnell yeah but But Dan Hong like there's so many other people it's fun I do do wonder whether younger whether the production companies, whether they choose the right production companies in Australia or whether the production... Because TV in Australia, we don't have that um, that renegade media ser- section. We kick off in 10 minutes, uh, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, the dessert menu is still not finalised. <laughs> uh, we'll wind this episode up. To be continued at Scrumptious Read some other time. Sal, Sal's got people rebelling because she's not, not where she um, needs no, to be. No, I'm meant to be at Gerard's Bar. That's all the only place I'm going. <laughs> I'm going for Yum Cha. There's, there's no use going. The chef's still here. I'm not happy. No, it's all right. It runs about all right. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you very oh, much. Thanks, I'd love to do it again. Yeah, I'd have a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah it's fun, well, isn't it? Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know if anyone listens, but apparently there's when, a few. We've got um, t-shirts and stuff. When uh, my mum and sister are not listening, they'd be horrified. When uh, Sal can't get on Skype, I'll drop into Scrumptious Reads and, and do an episode here. Yeah, you can just drag people in off the street. Yeah. yeah. That'd be hilarious. Well, if you keep Julie's going to do the next one. You have to demand it because she's no, got really some... boring. No, well, you are not boring. I wanted to talk cookbooks today and I didn't even get to that. So, no, yeah. that's from me. You've got that. And then you've got how much she orders when you go out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you. <laughs>